story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day it is where you're listening, welcome to Story Time with Mama G. It's Story Time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me, etc., etc. I'm very excited because I'm recording this on World Book Day. World Book Day, what a wonderful day. A day to celebrate books and everything that's in them. And I don't know what your houses are like, but my house is full of books. And I find that terribly exciting right now. I'm looking at lots and lots of piles of books, scripts actually, written by wonderful people. Look, there's, there's books by Tennessee Williams, Chekhov. So, sorry, I'm reading. It's not very interesting. Is it Congreve? William Congreve. That's a book called The Way of the World. It's a play. It's very confusing. It's supposed to be funny, but I don't find it funny at all. And I was in it once. Uh, what else have I got? Oh, look, there are just lots, lots of lovely books. And then if I turn around, I can look at my bookcase. And my bookcase is full of the most wonderful books. Books from when I was little, like The Animals of Farthingwood, The Wind in the Willows. I do like an anthropomorphic animal, you see. Anthropomorphic means when an animal has human characteristics. And I love The Wind in the Willows so much. And then we've got some Margaret Atwood, some Sebastian Folk, some Toni Morrison. You'll see, I'm, I'm very grown up sometimes. I do read grown up books too. But. Why am I talking about books so much? Oh, because it's World Book Day, I suppose. But it won't be World Book Day when you're listening to this. This is quite an odd angle to take. Anyway, one of the reasons I'm very, very, very excited is because this week I went to the lovely town in Devon of Barnstable. Now, last year, some of you may remember that I had a bit of aggression aimed towards me on the internet about one of my stories. People took considerable exception to it. Now, I listened to their exception, I took their feedback on board, and I stopped telling the story. And uh, the day after all this happened, the first place I went was Barnstable, and they all looked after me very well. So it was very delightful to be asked to go and read at a school in Barnstable. And what I especially loved about doing it is when I got there, the teacher told me, that the school librarians, which is some of the pupils, you know, the school librarians had asked for me to go in and read them stories, specifically asked for me, moi, your little mamadry here. And then I found out that one of them had gone as me, like in fancy dress, I mean, to a day where they were celebrating inspiring people. And he chose mamadry because I am an inspiration to so many, and I think it's very important that that's not forgotten, really. Do you know what I mean? How inspiring I can be. Um, so, I haven't told this story for a little while, because, well, it turned out that people didn't like it for various reasons, and I was quite upset, because well, I don't like upsetting people, and I don't like people not liking me, though I understand that people don't, and that's fine. Ultimately, the story was very good, and I liked the way it was written, I liked the moral behind it, and I thought it was fun. And then a few weeks ago, I was talking to Emma Jane Morton, who was my pianist on the recent tour of Mamma G Storytime Roadshow, and we were talking about this, and she said, well, why don't you just change what the story's about? Just change the thing that was making people upset. 
And I thought, my goodness, what a good idea. And then I can tell the story again. And actually, the change didn't take that long. And I told this story from for the first time out loud again in Barnstable, very audacious move that, in the school. And they absolutely loved it. And I only made one slip up and referred to the old story, which made no sense in the new context. But they still liked the story. So basically, this is a very long-winded way of telling you that the story this week is called You Better Floss. Floss is a verb. A verb is a word that means you are doing something, but what are you doing when you floss? Miss! 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 Yes, Whitney. It's what people do to get all the rubbish out their teeth. Oh, um, yes, Whitney. You're quite right, and you should floss every day, but what other kind of floss could I be referring to? Miss! Miss, 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 miss! Yes, Janet. Are you referring to my sister who is also called Floss? No, Janet. A name is a noun, not a verb. Your sister is not a doing word, as far as I'm aware. Miss. Yes, Michael. Is it what I do when I dance? Meet Michael. Michael likes to floss. In fact, Michael likes to do any dance. He likes to do the worm, he likes to do the robot, and he likes to do any of those funny TikToks. But most of all, Michael likes to floss. Do you know how to floss? Here's how. Stand with your knees ever so slightly bent. Clench your fist so it looks like you're holding some floss. Put your arms by your side, then start to swing your hands left and then right around your body. Make sure your hips go in the opposite direction. Start slowly and then gradually increase the speed. Oh, that's it! You've got it! And Michael got it too. But a lot of people wished he didn't get it, like his teacher. Michael was just about to get on his desk to demonstrate the floss when Miss Jackson said, You better not floss! Michael stopped. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. When Michael's mum, Eileen, told him that dinner was ready, he got so excited he couldn't do anything else but floss. You better not floss! Michael stopped. Oh, come on, Eileen. When Michael was helping his dad put up some shelves, he used the power of his floss to bang a nail into the wall. Michael, what have I told you? You have to play safe around this equipment, so... You better not floss. Michael stopped. Oh, Papa. Don't preach. All Michael heard all day every day was, You better not floss. But what nobody ever told Michael was why not. It was what he was good at. It was what made him happy. It was what made him different to everybody else. Michael needed to find a way to show everyone that flossing is what made Michael, Michael. Well, you will never guess what happens next. 
Oh, so I will tell you. It was a chilly evening. Michael and his best friend, Mariah, were on their way to the village green, for twas bonfire night. The whole village loved bonfire night. Excited families rushed past them with sparklers and toffee apples. Loved-up couples strolled by, holding hands and all wrapped up in scarves and hats. All around them, Michael and Mariah could hear the sounds of cheering and laughter and excitement. But when they got to the village green, all the cheering and laughter stopped. Where was the bonfire? Everyone was looking around, confused. Michael looked at Mariah. Mariah looked at Michael. Huh? They could see the pile of wood. And they could see people trying to set the pile of wood alight. But they couldn't see any fire. The mayor got up to make an announcement. It is with great regret that I have to inform you, Bonfire Night has been cancelled. Everyone sighed a disappointed sigh. We just can't keep the fire going. We need to find something to fan it with. People started to search their pockets. Oh, some tissues? No. no a, a marble? No. A receipt from the petrol station? Double no. Mariah looked at Michael. Michael looked at Mariah. And then Michael put his hand up. Please? I think I might be able to do something to help. Everyone gasped. Everyone knew what Michael meant. Everyone looked at the mayor. Everyone looked at Michael. Everyone looked back at the mayor. Silence. Then, Michael, I have one thing to say to you. You better floss. Well, Michael skipped over to the bonfire and flossed like he had never flossed before. And as his arms went from side to side, flames started to grow on the bonfire. And as his arms fanned the flames, the flames started to go higher and higher. It was working. Soon Mariah joined in, and then the mayor, then Miss Jackson, then Eileen, then Papa. The whole village was flossing. The whole village was fanning the flames with the floss. And before they knew it, the village green was glowing with the biggest bonfire anyone had ever seen. People were cheering again, but this time for Michael. Because of Michael, bonfire night had been saved. Michael went on to do great things. He taught flossing in schools. He started a new fitness phenomenon called Floss to 50. No one knows if it works or not, but they give him money for it anyway. And he became the first Olympic athlete to win a gold medal for flossing. Michael was a national hero. All because he followed his heart. All because he was true to himself. And all because... He never let anyone tell him that who he was was wrong. And you? <laughs> you better floss. Or even better, you better be you. That was You Better Fly.
Floss. Oh, I'm so happy that Emma made me realise I could tell that story. I only had to change something very small to make people enjoy it again, hopefully. Well, the thing is, there's lots and 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 lots of people already enjoyed the story in its original form. But sometimes it just takes one person to get upset and everything gets out of hand. But the most important thing is that when people got upset with me like they did last year, I became stronger. And also it's important to know that your work does have an impact on people and what you do has an impact on people. So I understood that then and I realised I needed to take responsibility for what I'm saying, what I'm doing, and I need to know that I am being heard. So I have to understand and appreciate when people don't like what I'm saying. So really, all those people on Twitter that got upset with me, they made me a better person. Bless their little hearts. Now it is time for the book of the week. Now this week's book of the week, I've already put up on Facebook a YouTube clip of the TV adaptation they did in the 1990s. And so you can go watch that. It's lots of fun. But I read this book before they turned it into a TV programme. And I was read this book when I was in year five by my teacher, Mr. Tippetts. Uh, he was a very funny man. He was quite tall, I think. And he wore terrible jumpers, knitted jumpers. And I imagine... He was very gangly, and I remember he had a chinchilla. And sometimes he would bring the chinchilla into school with him, and that was always very exciting because it would run around its cage, and we loved it being part of our class. But I remember in year five, yeah, every day before we left, Mr Tippetts would spend, I guess, 15 minutes reading us a chapter of a book. And one day he started reading this book, and he told us a story about a Wumpy Chew. And this has always, always, always stood out in my memory. And I've not been able to remember for the life of me what it was from. But I've always remembered the story of the Wumpy Chew. And basically, the characters spend the entire part of the story trying to ascertain what a Wumpy Chew is. And then at the end, it turns out it's a Wumpy Chew. Now, this does date the book somewhat because uh, this hearts back to when you used to be able to get sweets for a penny. Hence the 1p. And now I can't imagine you can do that. You probably get sweets for 5p, I imagine. 5p chew. A 5p chew. A 5p chew. It's not as hard to get wrong as a 1p chew. Anyway, and I, I've, I've tried to work out what that story was from for ages. And then one day, I came across a book in the bookshop called Bill's New Frock, and it's by Anne Fine. And obviously, I like stories that have a bit of uh, gender swapping in them. So I was very, especially when they're for younger readers. So I was interested in the title of this book. So I picked it up and I started to look at it. And I probably read almost the entire thing in the bookshop, but I did buy it. And I thought, this is very familiar to me, this setup, this idea. This, this boy who wakes up one day and just discovers that he's a girl and everyone is accepting that he's a girl. And he's trying to tell people that he's a boy and he experiences life from a girl's perspective and realises that sometimes it's not as easy. Well, it's not easy at all. And um, he thinks about how he behaves towards girls. So he goes on quite the journey. 
And then we got, I got to a chapter and it was this story of the Wumpy Choo. And I thought, my goodness, Mr. Tippett's read us Bill's new frock. And I have evidently found it in this bookshop so that I can share it with all of you. So, my book of the week is Bill's New Frock by Anne Fine. It's a very fun book. It's got some illustrations in as well. And the writing's quite big, which I appreciate. And there's lots to enjoy. And I guess it's a little bit similar to the David Walliams book, The, 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 the Boy in the Dress, which is also now a musical. Although I should say probably David Walliams' book is a bit similar to Anne Fine's. And this book was written initially in 1989. So a very bold book to have published in 1989. And Anne Fine wrote lots of amazing books. So yes, that's it. Bill's new frock. Go and look it up. Or go to Facebook and you can watch uh, the TV episode. Bill's new frock's got Josie Lawrence in playing the mum. And I really like Josie Lawrence. It's got some other famous people in, but I already have forgotten who they are. So that's Bill's new frock by Anne Fine. Gosh, I am rambling today somewhat, aren't I? Well, you'll be pleased to know we have reached the end of the podcast. So I hope you enjoyed my story, You Better Floss, and I hope you go and find Bill's new frock, and it will give you life. How exciting. Um, now, I'm having quite a quiet march. I'm not going... Well, I'm visiting some schools next week in some nurseries up in the north, I'm going to Blackpool, Chester, and Liverpool, and I'm very excited to see everyone. And then I'm not doing anything else until March the 28th when I will be going to the Exeter University Family Day and delivering two gorgeous story times to the lovely folk of Exeter. And I do love visiting Devon, so I can't wait. Um, and just looking forward to April, there are some things you should prepare yourselves for. I will be visiting Hampshire Libraries and Luton Libraries in the Easter holidays. And then I will be going up to Scotland to be in the Easter pantomime Cinderella, where I shall be playing the fairy godmother. I'm ever so excited because it means I also get to spend the week with my friend Gary, who's putting on the show, uh, and some of his friends, who I also know. And I'm very excited to see them. And then I will be doing Mama G Storytime Roadshow in Glasgow on April the 26th at the Webster Theatre. So if you're in Scotland, come and see me. I can't wait to see everyone. So hopefully I'll also get to see some other people and go to some other venues whilst I'm up there. But I hope you all had a fantastic World Book Day. Don't forget you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for at Mama G Stories. You can watch my videos on YouTube and you can share the podcast and please review it, subscribe to it, tell other people to listen to it, etc, etc, etc. And I will see you. Well, I'm going to be honest, I may not see you next week because I'm very busy, but I will definitely see you. If not next week, I will see you the week after. Bye. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time, story time with mom.